Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hmm. While you're checking the news, can you check your levels? Checking my levels, checking my levels. I am checking my levels. Welcome to Talkin' Tofu, a vegan food podcast. I'm Becky Streepy. I'm David Streepy. This week on the show, we'll talk about shepherd's pie and eat simulate chicken nugs. Okay, we will. I didn't know they were called simulate. Here's a fun fact that I was saving for later is that that is a new name for them. Samulate. Mm-hmm. Samulate. <laughs> yeah. Why is that relevant? Why is that joke relevant in our lives? That joke is relevant in our lives because we have started rewatching the Doctor Who reboot, reboot with the kid. Do we call it the reboot if it's like ten, over 10 years old now? I think so because anytime... I mentioned to a friend that we're re- and I just say we're rewatching Doctor Who. They uh-huh. assume I mean the Waybacks, like from the sixties. Is that a person who is familiar with Doctor Who, like more than knowing of it culturally? You know, because I feel like if you talk to anybody who watches Doctor Who, they know what you're talking about. You would say classic Doctor Who, and or Doctor Who, right? Gotcha. Get at us, everyone. What would you say to signify that you are watching starting with Eccleston? He's the ninth Doctor, for those of you who think we mean the 60s series when we say Doctor Who. Because that's the person you're talking about, right? Yeah. The person you would need to clarify with the reboot. Yeah. I'm talking about the 2006 iteration of Doctor Who, which continues to this day, featuring Christopher Eccleston as the ninth Doctor and then David Tennant as the tenth Doctor. And And then Matt Smith as the 11th Doctor. (laughs) And then Peter Capaldi as the 12th Doctor. And then, wait, John Hurt as the 12th Doctor. And then Peter Capaldi as the 13th Doctor. And then Jodie Whittaker as the 14th Doctor. Wow, look at you. But, hold on. Okay. Because you're... Now you're just making fun. I'm holding on. Sorry, I thought you liked Doctor Who. I love Doctor Who. So... John Hurt is the war doctor who was the doctor in the time war. So does that make him nine because he's pre-Eccleston? Or does that make him 12 because his appearance is between Matt Smith and Peter Capaldi? Also, did I get Jodie Whittaker's name right? I'm going to look that up while you give me your thoughts on that. Okay. I would say that because the viewer is the one numbering – 
that I would go in order of appearance. But but there, I think there's an argument either way. But for me, I would go in order of appearance. But I don't also see. because his appearance is so brief. I'm gonna look it up. Wait, what about it's Jody Whitaker? Okay, I got it right. I'm a true fan. I'm proud of you. Or do they just call him the War Doctor and not give him a number? Ooh. Hold on. It's an incarnation of the Doctor. I'm going to say, what number Doctor is John Hurt? Rest in peace, John Hurt, by the way. What? Yeah, he died a while ago. I didn't know. This is news to me. Yeah, that's my talking to news. All right. he. Uh, so I Googled what number Doctor is John Hurt. Oh, by the way, Doctor Who spoilers. Oh, yeah. By the way, massive Doctor Who spoilers for anybody who's familiar with the series, who isn't like razor <laughs> thin, uh, up to date. So they're calling him the ninth Doctor, they being internet. Mm-hmm. Is it a spoiler for a series that's that, that old, though? I mean, John Hurt is pretty big spoiler. Yeah, but what, what year did that happen? I, I don't want to get into this threading the needle of when something can... Be a spoiler. Right. Societally be shared without spoilers. Rosebud's a sled. Oh. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh. Somebody spoiled. I got a I got a Mandalorian level spoiler on Twitter this weekend for WandaVision. Oh, no. Which I'm waiting on WandaVision, same as with Mandalorian, to, until the season's over to watch um, all the way through from scratch. And I guess I'm I'm inviting that, though. By doing that. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like I enjoy a good binge of a show, but then when it's a show everyone's talking about, I feel like that's a risk we're taking. But the thing is, not everybody's talking about it. People are talking about how it's good, how yeah. it's weird, how you got to watch it. But nobody's talking like specific plot points on the internet until somebody just like drops a bomb like that. Yeah, true. And then it's like, just don't do that. Like, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. <laughs> do you Guys, <laughs> just don't do that. <laughs> or do, whatever. No. No. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. It's rude. But then what but, – but then I think that that begs the question of when can you talk about stuff so like that. So we are going to thread the needle? I don't want to thread the needle, but I'm saying WandaVision is happening now. It seems pretty, like, right. no-brainer that that's spoiler – Right. But a show like Doctor Who, that yes, it's still on the air, but like it's been running since 2006. If I say something that's spoilery of a right. season one, is that a spoiler? I don't think it is. It's I been think 15 years. If I agree with you, I was being kind of facetious with like the OMG spoilers, but naming all of the doctors to somebody like, yeah, somebody who wants to preserve that experience should have the right to preserve that experience. What if they didn't even know there was more than one doctor? I think what... <laughs> and that he's not like a real doctor. And that he... Spoiler. <laughs> right. Not an MD. I feel like if we're conversationally talking about Doctor Who and then we get a little bit deeper and then we get a little bit deeper and we're talking about things that happen in Doctor Who, like that is a different scenario than somebody who's coming at it on Twitter with a take that could arguably be meant to be like, fuck you, I'm making a spoiler, Mm -hmm. you know, or just like, Hey, wasn't it cool when this thing happened done with either no awareness of like the fact that people, a lot of people haven't experienced it yet. 
mm-hmm. or not caring when p- other people are going to experience it yet and saying, you know what? I want to talk to this to everyone and nobody at the same time. I want to demonstrate that I saw this thing. You know? Yeah. I feel like that describes a lot of Twitter. I want to demonstrate that I know a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's what, like a large percentage of what Twitter is. Yeah. Right. And the internet in general. But what is it if it's not that, though? True. Pictures of our lunches. You're demonstrating that your lunch is good? True. That's all the, That's all social media is, is showing out. Yeah. It's just a question of what you're showing out. And whether it's genuine or not, whether it's appropriate or not, whether it's a forced perspective of your life or not. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. So we could probably just get rid of all of it. Yeah, it probably would make the world better. So I'm line leader on Instagram and Twitter. Hey, and I'm at Glue and Glitter on all social media. Please follow me. <laughs> I really need the eyeballs. Really do, though. Dave's Twitter is a true no, delight. I, you're making this serious now. No, what? That's, no, I love your no, Twitter no, no, no. is all I'm saying. Oh, well, I love Dave's Twitter, everybody. Yeah. Sorry. Spoiler, it, I love his Twitter. Yeah, it's uh, at Hot Takes. Mm-hmm. That's, that'd be a good Twitter at, handle. You would be like Somebody at, have Hot Takes yet? Certainly. It's Try and get you it. You would need at Hot underscore Takes 365 or something. At Bossman whatever the password was in Ready Player One. We watched Ready Player One with our kiddo Boss yesterday. Bossman69. Oh, and he had to yeah. write down to remember I was it. tiptoeing back from that. Why were you doing that? I don't know. <laughs> Do you want to talk about 69s on the show? Oh, I wasn't going to give him that, but it's, the name is his password. Okay. <laughs> Let me draw you a picture. This is a, oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's and supposed this, to be that big? Mm-hmm. Okay. It, did you not think? <laughs> What am I looking at? What is this episode? (laughs) I don't don't see hot takes. Uh, Hot takes are us. Hot takes cold. Hot takes ahoy. Hot takes vapor. I'm going to create a new Twitter account called Hot Takes. You do that real quick. What's going to happen? It's available? Yeah. I'm shocked. This will be my third Twitter account. Fourth Twitter account. Really? Yeah. Verify it. Heck yeah. I can't believe it. I own hot takes now. Amazing. And it only took 15 minutes. Yeah, I'm hot takes on of Twitter. silence on our podcast. Hot takes. Can you believe it? I did it. It's pretty great. It also is one word. So now it's hot takis. Hot takis. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, takis. Are takis vegan? I think so. Takis? It, yes, it depends. Takis? Takis? Takis, I think. Takis? On Superstore, he called them takis. Who? Garrett. Okay. Takis. Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess it probably varies flavor to flavor. You know, like if they have a sour cream and onion, probably not vegan, but maybe you never know. But like yeah. plain is probably vegan. Garrett's the one who spoiled me on that Mandalorian Ugh, thing on Twitter. Dare he. Yeah. More like how dare it. All right. How are you doing, Dave? What? I feel like I just covered that ground. You did. Well, a lot of Doctor Who. Feeling Doctor Who. My legs hurt. Yeah. Oh, because I've just been working out so hard and now my legs hurt. You're wearing gloves it and you're off. It is not here. cold in here. My hands are freezing. It's raining and cold. There's nothing to do. Mm-hmm. So it's like pandemic, except it's also raining and cold. Yeah. And there's nothing to do. Yeah. We're watching Search Party. 
That's good. Oh my gosh. It stresses me out so much. I borderline don't want to watch anymore. It stresses me out so much. No, I mean, but I want to know what is going to happen, but I get so stressed. I find myself like making, like clenching fists, like physically stressed. Wow. Because it's such a, it's just such a high tension, high stakes. Okay. Like nightmare scenario that could kind of happen to anyone. Like you just get in too deep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to be more specific than that, especially after we just talked about spoilers for yeah. like, like two hours. No, it's an anxious show. Mm-hmm. Makes me very stressed. But then I want to know what's going to happen. Yeah. I was proud of myself for guessing um, a plot <laughs> point last night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was proud of you too. Thanks. We can't get more specific than that, I don't think. Search yeah, Party is still in spoiler territory. The... Well, yeah, it's still coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, it's a good show. Might make you anxious, though. We got a review. You want to hear it? I don't. Or no, we didn't. It's a letter. No. Yeah. Go ahead. That's that's tension. That's drama. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, I like watching dramas, though. I I don't know what it is about this particular storyline. And it's this season two storyline in particular that has me so stressed. Yeah. I, yeah. Like more so like season one was also stressful and yeah. tense, but season two, for some reason, has me like really wound up. Is it because you wonder what if that was me? Maybe it is. I think because you've said that multiple times, like on is, and off mic. It is like a nightmare scenario for me, but I, I we can't really talk about this. But then <laughs> like, so you want drama to be relatable to where you can like put yourself in their shoes but not not too not relatable. too relatable like i recognize their shoes yeah i think maybe it's that we've all been in situations that have gotten out of hand before maybe not hopefully not to the degree that they do in season two of search party but you know it like you just something that you wish hadn't happened instead of being able to like Something unfixable that you it's, just wish hadn't happened. It's like that you handled horribly. This weekend, I was um, organizing the linen closet uh-huh. by myself, and um, <laughs> with no help, with no help, all by myself. And it took a while, and at, at points, maybe this is related. At points, it could have been a two-man job. You didn't ask but, me. Well, I was, you know, you were busy, and I wanted you to have your precious time. Thank you. To, to relax so and unwind because it's the weekend, you know. But so I'm trying to organize a shelf in there and the shelf is pretty deep back because we live in a huge house and the closets are huge. <laughs> and the in front is where like all the brooms and stuff are. And so I'm trying to organize something behind the brooms <laughs> and I'm knocking the brooms with my elbows. And the brooms are falling all over the place. It's not just brooms. I make it sound like we have a dozen brooms in there. You but it's like brooms, it's like dusters, it's it vacuum cleaners and stuff. Stuff where if I wasn't cutting corners, I would have taken those out to get at the shelf. But instead what I did was I was working around them, like Matrix style, and weaving around and organizing the stuff. But I was knocking into the handles and they were all falling all over the place. And sometimes they were knocking things off of shelves above. <laughs> Onto me. And so that was a, a simple, relatable situation. Maybe not to you, not relatable to you because you weren't doing it. And right. you don't do the linen closet. That's 
historically my job. <laughs> but like that's it, – it was a simple situation that got very out of control. And it was making me very frustrated. And I was frustrated at the world but also at myself. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, you're still cutting the corner. Yes. You're in the middle of the stuff that's literally falling on you. And you're like, this situation is terrible. The situation that I created and can fix at any time is terrible. I don't even know that it's necessarily a situation that's fi- like. But we a- talked about fixes. But like on a much smaller scale, let's talk about that golden Oreo pie for a second. Oh, boy. I know. What about it? So two weekends ago. This is just so, a hard left. So really three weekends okay. ago, I got the idea to make a golden Oreo pie. And then because well, we do it? grocery orders, instead of going to the grocery store, it took – we did, couldn't make the pie until the following weekend when the new grocery order with all the ingredients arrived. So everything arrived and um, I made the Oreo pie. The kid and I made the filling. It was really fun to do it together, put it into the crust, put the whole thing into the fridge to chill because it's a no-bake pie. It just is a refrigerator pie. And uh, hours later after dinner, pulled it out, and I cut a slice and put the slice on the plate. And when I did that, a piece of pie crust fell off. And I was like, ooh, graham cracker crust is delicious. I'll just pop this in my mouth. little treat for me while I'm plating the pie. Y'all, this pie crust was rancid. It had arrived at our house like the day before, and it was rancid. It tasted like vomit. And what I did, I was in such denial about it, is I ate a second piece of the crust just to be sure. Well, yeah. I don't know if that's denial. That's No, I'm saying, though, what I'm saying is if I had tasted the crust up front, I'm saying it's a situation that I found myself in that was terrible. Right. And unfixable, and I just had to throw the whole pie away, and the kid was crying, and it was awful. But that wasn't a really a fixable situation. No, nor is the situation that they're in in season two at this point. They're kind of in a no turning back. At this point, but it was a fixable situation. Yeah, I guess it was. It was. They had choices at the beginning. Right. Maybe I just wanted to vent about this pie. (laughs) they continued to to make poor choices. It's not like they're riding the ship. Like, now it's just a cascade of... Is it my inner mom that's stressed out? That's like, no, that's not... Don't... That's not what you do. (laughs) So now you relate to them as a bunch of kids? They are Getting into trouble and not like, that's (laughs) me. I see myself in my decision-making process. So now you've externalized it. I don't know. You're like, those kids are making some real mistakes. Could it be that? I don't know. I guess I'm just, it feels very visceral to me. I haven't examined it. Is it that I can, I feel like it's a little of each. I could see myself getting into a situation along those lines. Not as bad. Can't stress enough. Hmm. <laughs> that, that Not the exact situation they're in, but like I could see myself like bad decisioning myself into a corner, but also watching people bad de- decision themselves into a corner is like nerve wracking. But You're like, no, just stop making bad decisions. Do the good decision now. You'll be okay. It's like the double edged sword of like we all make bad decisions to the level of the bad decisions that are in season one. Like they're pretty innocuous bad decisions in season one. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, the backfire is huge and unexpected and could happen to anybody. 
Like yeah, that like once you the, get that far down the rabbit hole, yeah. Well, it's like easy the gravity of the decision the and the the thing that happens because of the decision are completely unrelated to each other. And to, like, it's not like you're loading a gun and then leaving a gun on the table and then the gun goes off and you're like, wow, these decisions I can really see in hindsight how this was the only outcome. Mm-hmm. You know. So it's just like they're all relatable bad decisions and then this big backfiring comes up and you're like, well, yeah, my brain would be so scrambled that I would continue to make little bad decisions coming out of that, you know? Yeah. Anyway, nobody gives a shit. No. Nobody watches. The people who are right. watching Search Party stopped listening a long time and ago. And the people who did like are way past this point in the show anyway. And they're like, and, they're all in jail right. now, so it's fine. So glad we could take 30 minutes to unpack Doctor Who. And then search party and talk a little bit about golden Oreos, but not even talk about the thing that started the Oreo pie. No, because that, how far back did you, you already given me a hard time for going back too far. You said we had the idea to make golden Oreo pie. Yeah. You could have just added, we made an Oreo pie that was a chocolate Oreo pie. And we liked it so much that that inspired us to make a golden Oreo pie. It's an interesting thing that's going to tie into your blog, right? Yeah, that's for a, sure. That's a connection point. What Dave said. We're sitting here talking about John Hurt as the war doctor, and you think that the <laughs> goal, that the Oreo pie <laughs> that we made like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, is out of bounds? Mm-hmm. That's what I All thought. Right. That's how I'm doing. Hey, we got a how letter. How are you? I, we got a letter. How are you doing? How am I... I'm great. I made. Do you not want to talk about this? No, I do. What I want to talk about is the fact that. So I told the story of the golden Oreo pie fiasco. Literal tears. I threw a whole pie away. The kid was hysterical. Oh, put yourself in his shoes. Yeah, no. I think his reaction was appropriate. Yeah. I almost cried throwing a whole pie away, especially one that was so anticipated. It was painful. But so this past weekend, specifically yesterday, we made it again. I tasted the pie crust before we put the filling inside, and everything was good. Dave, how was the pie? It was really good. Yeah, it was a really good pie. Yeah, it was a good pie. Oh, my gosh. It's a really good pie. I mean, if if forced to have notes, a little heavy on the vanilla. <gasps> what? Yeah, because the golden Oreos carry so much vanilla. Oh, yeah. You know what I did is not measure, and I just dumped the rest of the, the bottle in there because yeah. I was like, that looks like about right. Okay. It like, was kind of fumey because of the vanilla extract. Ooh. And the flavor was very vanilla-y. I think that would probably, that would probably be my only note. Let me just reduce and the also, amount of vanilla I did like for my a, next round. I did like a 10-degree a angle V when describing the size of the slice that I wanted uh, to my child to run that message into the kitchen. And what I got was more of a 45 degree to 60 degree angle V. Yeah. 45 slice. It was Sounds it was right. too big and I had already had a lot of food because yesterday we had an impromptu movie where we made a lot of popcorn and then we were still hungry after the popcorn and so we made nachos and then right after nachos like 45 minutes later we ate dinner which was takeout and then we had this pie. And that was why I just wanted like a sliver I, I wanted like uh um like the idea of pie mm-hmm. more than a slice of pie. 
My nanny Dorothy would have in, called it a sliva, but yeah. then it would have come into the size that I gave it to. Yeah, you. it came Her in like a Marie Callender's. <laughs> Marie Callender's? Yeah. Mary Callender's? Marie. You're overthinking stuff today. Are you okay? No. Oh, okay. I'm not okay at all. <laughs> not even a this little is, okay. Look around you. Um, but it was like a Mary Callender's, Marie Callender's. Now you've got me <laughs> size you. slice. That's like got stories to it, like layers on layers. It was huge. Yeah. And I ate it because I'm not, you were like, do I want to put it, you want me to put it back in the fridge? And I was already half eaten. It wasn't like I ate it vertically. Mm. I ate it like pointy part first and working my way back to the crust. And I was like, I'm going to put that back in the fridge? No. That pointy, first pointy bite of a slice of pie or cake is the best bite. I feel like this is like the most tired debate in the world. Is it a debate? Like like societally. Really? I've said that like three times on this. Um, But- no, it's with pizza. Oh. Like, what's the best bite? Is the tip or the... <laughs> Hang on, we're 12. <laughs> it's classic tip or the taint. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. For me, it's the crust on pizza. Really? Yeah. No. But no, I'm not going to get like... You can't start from the crust and get to the tip. You certainly can. What? What are you going <laughs> to hold it by? You hold it by the triangle. It's a little bit of a greasy experience. It's a greasy, gross experience. A little bit. Mm-hmm. That's charitable. <laughs> it's disgusting. You're going to get it all over your hands. Your hands yeah. are going to get all over everything else. You could knife and fork it. So you said we got a letter? <laughs> we sure did. <laughs> Good receipt of that joke. So this was an Instagram message. Nobody write letters anymore? Yeah, we don't get any letters anymore. I want mail. Like snail mail? Yeah. Where would it go? We're not going to give our address. We get a P.O. box. Okay. You get a P.O. box. Me? Mm-hmm. Me? <laughs> <laughs> We are a mess today. We're recording this on a Monday, and we are a mess. It's fine. So Aaron says, listening to your pod now, and I got the fried eggs for my daughter's birthday ramen. The fried eggs we're discussing are frozen fried eggs that you can get from GTFO It's Vegan. Wait, they have them, and we haven't gotten them? No, we talked about this on last week's episode, Dave. We talked about how we weren't going to get them? Right. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. Or we not. talked about how they're fourteen dollars for six, and we aren't gonna... still going to get them. Well, what, we're not going to get them. Well, hang on. So it's the vegan fried egg by Bee Leaf. It's fourteen dollars for six eggs, and Aaron says that it was not runny or even eggy. Oh, Aaron! I know. She says it worked great for us since we just wanted the look of an egg for ramen, but not what Dave is looking for. Oh, Aaron! Aaron, you've saved us fourteen dollars. No, we're so. still gonna get. <laughs> oh God! I have to try it myself. I can't just take the advice of the world. Okay, well, when but you, when you Aaron, order- I'm not. There's not a diss on Aaron. I want to be clear before we get too distracted. No, Aaron, we appreciate your advice that that apparently we're going to ignore. <laughs> but I, I appreciate the advice. I was gonna, I was gonna take the tip. <laughs> I 
That was accidental, but I'm glad I did it. Go on. <laughs> I still want to try it. I'm t- I'm interested in what it's not even eggy means. You know? Yeah, I think that's a mysterious phrase. Like flavor or texture. Right. Yeah, or both. Right. Yeah. Well, I didn't investigate. Are there other vegan fried egg? There's something that, that could be runny. There's an Isa Chandra recipe for a vegan fried egg. Is there a yolk? Yeah. And What's I think the you yolk? can make it runny. What's the yolk? Is it just silken tofu? Is that what it is? There's the egg. I'm okay. showing Dave a picture of it. Okay. It looks like an egg. What's the yolk? I'm getting All right. You don't need For to... the egg white, you use silken tofu. Okay. And um, black salt. And then for the yolk, you use a cup of the egg white mixture and then add a nooch, turmeric for color, more black salt, tomato paste. That makes sense because the mm. yolk has that like umami flavor. Tomato paste would probably bring that. Yeah. I don't know why I feel like to- tomato paste would be too thick. I'm not going to disagree with Sashandra's no. recipe. I think or, she probably like, knows what she's doing. Yeah. But that's my initial thought is the texture of it is thicker than a yolk. But maybe the other stuff thins it out. And the, the silken tofu, that's more the texture I'm thinking of. But then silken tofu is not super runny. If you blend it, it gets super runny. Hmm. Yeah, well. Cool. Anyway, anyway. I'm going to try the first one, though. Aaron, great letter. Great note. I hear you. I'm still going to try it. <laughs> hey, if you place a GTFO, it's vegan order. Get that tuna. I'm going to try that. Get that, get that tuna. <laughs> get that tuna. <laughs> what? Um, are we going to make those drumsticks? Yeah, I've been trying. To, well, I've been trying to space it out. We can eat them. This space week. it out. It's been two weeks since we've had anything from that order. No, we ate the nugs from that order. The and nugs the- are available everywhere, though. Mm-mm, they are. I'm pretty sure. Instagram tells me they are. Oh well, we got the nugs, and then this week I was going to do the drumsticks, and then the fall I was going to space it out so every week we eat something for the pod from that order, make it the really inst- worth our while. The Instagram ad for these nugs drives me a little bit bonkers. Because it's a guy, and I do this without audio, so it's just caption. And it's a guy who's like, hey, vegan family, it's, um, you know, I'm I'm just going to have one last chicken nugget before I, before I go vegan or something like that. And he takes a bite, takes a bite like on camera, which whole separate set of notes there. Um, and then like turns his head away and then turns his head back real fast and goes, psych! And, um... I don't care for it. No? Is okay. it because he says psych? No. I just don't like the whole tricking of like, it goes back into the, yeah, I get why these proteins have to resemble meat because in our heads we're associating them with that, you know? But the whole notion of like, well, I'm just going to eat meat one last time before I stop. The idea that vegans are just itching to like cheat on veganism. Right. Is that it? Right. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe these things are probably most useful as like a transition tool. So then that fits right into that. Are Maybe it's though? that I see the ad all the time. I see the psych all the time. 
You're like, I get it. Psych. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that could be it. Because I know I actually don't care for talking about vegan meats and cheeses and stuff as transition foods because we eat them all the time. We are not transitioning. Right. They're convenience foods. That's all they are. Right. I'm trying to avoid being myopic, though, in our use case of this stuff. Yeah. Like that's we've built true. a robust ecosystem of junk foods <laughs> we really have. using the best of these nuggets and and uh trial and erroring the ones that we don't like but i think like the th- we eat them because they're good we like the taste of them but if they were tempeh nuggets or like we would probably be okay with that if they didn't taste like chicken they could taste like chicken but they could just not be called chicken nuggets oh I they see. could Call be them whatever. right like when you order green sprout and you're getting like the shrimp and the pork and the you're ordering a flavor profile but you're using the meat analog to describe that flavor profile right we could probably get past that at some point yeah but I for agree. now we all just use it as the shorthand for what the thing tastes like i agree so that's where i think like again trying not to be super myopic about like how we're what our relationship with it is, but somebody who is looking to go vegan and says, I like chicken nuggets and these, this is chicken, but with an apostrophe instead of the E like that does help them get over that hump, you know? Yeah, I think so. It's like these foods have multiple use cases. Right. Yeah. But it still frustrates me that we're talking about shrimp and talking about pork and talking about. It can be confusing. I remember the first time I went to green sprout, we ate there. Did you know that you can eat there? Yeah. And um, it was the only time I've ever done that because it's kind of a hike from our house. Anyway, um, the menu you get doesn't say vegan on it anywhere. Uh-huh. You just get a menu that's like, yeah. chi- like there's the chicken section and the beef section. And I had to be like, hey, yeah, is it vegan chicken though? And like it was um, like so assumed in that right. environment that it – like I, I made me nervous. Yeah. <laughs> or not nervous, but I felt like I needed to clarify. Yeah. But honestly, like, I don't know. I say that and maybe it's just smelling my own farts. But like, I don't know what a world would look like that where we weren't doing that. Yeah. Like, what would we call it? What would we call a pork tasting substitute? Yeah. I would love to find out. We'd have to come up with a whole new word for whatever that seasoning is or whatever that flavor profile is. Perk. No. You're still doing it though. Yeah, I know I am. That's just, instead of an apostrophe, you've added a different letter. Yeah. It's true. (laughs) That's what I did. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think, I mean, maybe in like a hundred years we'll get there. Yeah. Or maybe just those words will become to mean the vegan versions of those things. I would be fine with that too. But the animals, I guess with like beef and pork, like the chicken is called a chicken. Yeah, that's true. That's the name of the animal. That came first. That's true. That's the only one that we don't have a euphemism for. Shrimp. (laughs) Oh yeah, shrimp. You're right. Fish. What's the vegan shrimp? Is it shrimp? Without the I? Shrimp? Shrump. Oh, nope, no. nope, nope. Mm-mm. Wait, what, is that a word that means something? No, but it sounds too much like, I don't want to say his name. Oh, I wasn't even <laughs> thinking about that. I was thinking chump, pump. Oh, no. Um, shramp. Shramp. 
I like shrimp. I do too. But it sounds too southern. It sounds like somebody's just saying shrimp. Shrimp. Oh, I like. Oh, ooh, what about uh, yeah. shrimp with a ch? Shrimp. Yeah, but then you would read it, and it would sound. It would look like crimp. Oh, shrimp. When we when with we were ph. when we were talking about our use cases for vegan meat, I did want to ask a uh, listener. How does your family use vegan meat and vegan cheeses? If you eat them at all, I know some vegans don't, but if you do, is it like a regular thing? Is it a sometimes food? I'm interested because for us, I think we've it's become pretty clear to everyone who listens to this show that it's a it's a regular thing. But I, you're right, Dave. Different families do things differently. I'm interested. I wonder. Yeah. Like, I wonder how po- common it is for people to eat the way we do versus. I don't know other other styles that I just named and won't won't yeah. do a second time just right now. <laughs> no, it's a it's a pretty big staple for us, but we do let's give ourselves a little bit of credit. Yeah, I mean it's not like we're eating we eat a lot of whole foods too. <laughs> yeah, we do eat healthy meals yeah. too. We just don't always talk about we just about talk them. about the shit that we eat. Yeah, because that's the that's what you're here for. Right. We do eat healthy stuff sometimes a lot. No, I'm, all I the wouldn't time. Go there. We're super. Healthy. I wouldn't go to a lot <laughs> all the time, but. No, but I just like it makes sense, and it's probably most profitable for them to position this stuff as transitional foods, like Beyond Burgers. Do you think they make most of their money from vegans or from meat eaters who are trying to eat less meat? Yeah, probably the second thing because right. there are more people in the second category, right? And people who genuinely want to do better. I think Impossible like actively doesn't care about vegans. Yeah, they're like we're not for you. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I, because of, I think, what you're saying, like right. marketing. And people hate vegans. Impossible's like, we know that. Yeah. They don't need to be there for for me. No, they don't. They just None need to be available. Need to be there for, right. Make your food. <laughs> I want I'm it. not married to a corporation. Speaking of which, yeah. that's a great transition. Talking about the news is in. This is... Talking Toe News, it's a segment that I do where I talk about a headline from the vegan world, and I do mean world because it's usually not the U.S. Yep. Shakes out. This one, maybe, maybe, <laughs> but probably not. Uh, speaking of companies that just can't get behind, um, this one is from the Chicago Tribune, but seeing that, nope, Associated Press. So the AP has picked this one up. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Nestle has created a vegan Kit Kat bar. Oh, and, that's not in the U.S. In the headline, it says, but U.S. vegans shouldn't get too excited. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, to be clear, it's not that we feel like America deserves all this stuff. It's just that we want to eat selfish. it. We're jealous. We're Americans. We're yeah. selfish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, UK vegans are very lucky and we're happy for you. All right, this one's coming in from Berlin. Coming soon, a vegan version of the iconic Kit Kat candy bar. That's a fun phrase. The Switzerland's Nestle didn't spell out in its announcement the exact formula for the new treat. Why would it spell out the exact formula in the announcement? Here's, here's the, the recipe. recipe. Yeah, <laughs> that would the new treat would be known as the Kit Kat V. Oh, like the rocket, uh, like the Saturn V mm-hmm. rocket. Seven five. All right. Yep. Sorry, but it said it would soon have delicious plant-based option. 
that delivers the perfect balance between crispy wafer and smooth chocolate that people know and love. Uh, it has said it already has launched plant-based alternatives to dairy made from rice, oat, soy, coconut, pea, and almonds that are found in its non-dairy ice cream, coffee, creamers, and other prod products. Products. Um, I almost said projects. I corrected myself. Oh. Um, be launched later this year in several several countries across the globe. Certified vegan and uses 100% sustainable cocoa. The company said. And here's the packaging. A pretty little package. That is a pretty package. Yeah, just leaves all over it. Would not confuse that for any based. other kind of yeah. Kit Kat. No, this is a very hippie, hippie Kit Kat. Um, oh, but not in the U.S. where the Kit Kat is produced under a licensing agreement with Hershey's. Hershey's get on it. Yeah. So get your petition hand ready for something. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I don't want to get into a whole Nestle thing. Yeah. But it's another ethical dilemma that we do not have to struggle with because yeah. <laughs> it's not available anyway for us. Yeah. Well, but when it gets there, it'll it'll be that same. You know, these big companies don't, they don't need your allegiance. They don't need your, uh, they're not looking out for you. You shouldn't be looking out for them. But also, like, if the product falls within your belief system, is buying it a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah, that's a big question. I don't know that we're going to oh, answer, gonna answer it right, right now. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> All right. But I definitely struggle with that, like, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's the news. You want to talk about the shepherd's pie? Sure. Shepherd pie is a cold weather staple in our house. But I realized last week when I was trying to come up with something for dinner and feeling a little bit stuck, we haven't had shepherd's pie for months. Nope. It's been all all winter. I don't think we've had a shepherd's pie. Have we? Did we have one like in November or December? I, let me check my notes. No, but I mean, do you remember having no, one? I don't remember. I don't either. And so I was. Last summer we did. Yeah, I think that might be the last time. So I was kind of trying to brainstorm. It was a night that I had a call at five p.m. And so I wanted to make a casserole that I could just pop into the oven Mm -hmm. so that I wouldn't be scrambling after my call to make dinner. So I wanted to like assemble the casserole, do my call, pop the casserole in. Mm -hmm. And I was like, pasta casserole, like going through options in my head. I was like, do I just do a big old pile of veggies casserole? And then I was like, ooh, what about a mashed potato casserole? And then that's when my brain was like, hey, hey, remember shepherd's pie? mashed potato casserole you used to eat all the time and uh, i made one and it was a delight i'd like to have one this week as well what do you think i thought it was good you want a note what do you think i want a note it didn't have enough mashed potatoes I it was a th- very thin layer and mashed potatoes are the thing i get most excited about in a shepherd's pie there should be once you're done with everything there should still be mashed potatoes i agree i was it was slim on the mashed potatoes. I was rushing and yeah. did not count properly. Really, yeah. really 
I was excited for it when I saw that it was coming. Yeah. And then I had it. And I was like, it wasn't bad. I'm not saying it was bad. You're saying next time. I was time, a little deflated. Two more potatoes. I was a little deflated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was me. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just put an E on the script. We, I already, I, I it's said fuck like at the top of the episode. <laughs> yeah, you did. Um, so if you uh, are new to Vegan Shepherd's Pie, the one that I do the most is a tofu shepherd's pie. You can find the recipe on my website, although I tend to mix up the veggies to use what we have. Um, but basically, I like saute up garlic and onion and tofu and then add whatever other veggies we're going to use, maybe kale, maybe broccoli, maybe spinach. And instead of making a gravy, I just do um, half a cup of water with one veggie broth cube. So it's like twice as much cube as water. Mm -hmm. Usually it would be one cup to one cube. And so you end up with like a thick brothy, like a a thicker than broth broth that's kind of gravy-esque with Mm -hmm. a lot less work. There's no whisking or anything. Um, Spread those mashed potatoes on top and then bake them. And this time I put French fried onions on top because we are having a real French fried onions moment in our house right now. You know, while you're describing all of this, there's another dish that I'm remembering from the past that could really have alleviated a lot of the strife in our house over the past couple of months, really. And we're a pretty bright and positive household, but this has been a, a dark stain on our daily life. And I'm talking about chili pie. Oh, yeah. Every time that you suggested chili and I was like, we eat too much chili or it's not chili weather or I'm not feeling chili, chili pie would have been an acceptable oh. place to land every time. We haven't had chili pie. I don't know if our child has ever had chili pie. It's been that long, but it used to be like a regular thing. It did. Well, we'd have chili and then we'd make the leftovers into chili pie. Sometimes we would just make the chili pie. Yeah. 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 My sister made him a chili pie when uh, he was down. He was years ago, but Mm -hmm. she, um, she used just canned veggie chili Mm -hmm. and made mashed potatoes. And put them on top and baked it. And he loved it. Yeah. He has had chili pie because I, from our heyday of chili pies, I had the recipe on my blog, but the photos were bad. Mm-hmm. So I re-photographed it uh, sometime last year. Mm-hmm. So we had chili pie then. Yeah. But it was just the once. We can do chili pie all time. Okay. It's very easy and delicious. You want chili pie up. tonight? You want chili pie for dinner? No, we just talked about how we need veggies. Oh, right. We're going to have a salad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant tomorrow. Yeah. That's a great note. So the hey, in thanks. conclusion, we love things with mashed potatoes on top and then bake it. I love mashed potatoes. Yeah. I would eat mashed potatoes all the time forever. Yeah. And you can make it so many different ways and make it interesting every time. You can make mashed potato casseroles. You can mix in with mashed potatoes. Like... I don't know why that's not more of the base that, like, more of a standard base. I think that the kid went through a period where he didn't like mashed potatoes, and I fell out of the habit, and it's like the whole idea of them fell out of my brain. But I just mean globally, like, or universally, not globally. But, um, yeah, why isn't it more of just like a standard unit? Who's saying it shouldn't be? Big rice, Is it because Big pasta. (laughs) 
It probably is big pasta. Yeah. It probably is big pasta. Yeah. Just one huge noodle, one big rigatoni. <laughs> rigatoni. <laughs> you loved it. No, I just am trying to picture like a big rigatoni, one single piece in like a Hudsucker proxy type office environment with like a stock ticker going in the corner, just pouring out paper. No, those are noodles, spaghetti noodles pouring out of the stock ticker. The rigatoni would be using other noodles as like inanimate objects. Cutthroat world. Big no, pasta. I think that the he would be at that, you know, okay, Hudsucker Proxy still. He goes to the board meeting and they're all the sycophants at the board meeting, all agreeing with him and just repeating what he's saying over and over again. Those would be the different types. There would be a macaroni one. There'd be a linguine one. There'd be a spaghetti one. It wouldn't be coming out of the ticker. Like they would all be animate. Right, 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 right. So, but getting back to Big Rigatoni, he's at the desk in a suit, wearing a suit. I want him in sunglasses, but it doesn't make sense because he's inside in his office. Yeah. So maybe it's just like spectacles. Mm-hmm. I think wire-rimmed. gray hair, prematurely gray, because it's a stressful job. Yeah. And he's doing things like keeping potatoes down. Mm-hmm. which is unethical too. So not getting a lot of good sleep, Tony. Right. Right, but if you asked him he would say he sleeps just fine. It sounds like you're the one with the problem. He'd answer you a little bit too quickly though. Right. Right. But yeah, he would have like receipts for how well he slept. Beautiful family. I don't know why that's locked in though. Beautiful <laughs> family. On um, from all appearances he has it all. Mhm. But it's common, you know, and he know he's smart enough. You don't get to that seat without being smart. And he's smart enough to know it's coming. So mash some potatoes, people. We are coming for big pasta. Big rigatoni. <laughs> Specifically big rigatoni. Yeah, rigatoni, watch out. Hey, you want to eat something new? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Hey, so this week we ate nugs. Yeah, we did. Two G's. Two G's. And uh, the brand is now called Simulate. And their website, you should look at their website on your phone. It's very technical. I kind of like that they're embracing the technology side of um, meat analogs. Um, So these are called Simulate Chicken Nugs. They make... Yes? What was the old company name? I think they were called Nugs. Oh. And now the brand is called Simulate, and they make other stuff. They oh. make the regular Nugs. They make spicy ones. They also make patties, which are, I believe, the Nugs, but bigger. And then they also make a barbecue sauce. It's a honey mustard barbecue sauce. I'm kind of intrigued by it. They've got a – somebody, some restaurant somewhere has got to do like a patty sandwich called patty mayonnaise. Oh, my gosh. If they don't, they – It'd be like a chicken patty. Mm-hmm. Generous mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. Lettuce, tomato, onion, pickle. So, nugs. What? How'd you like them? What did we eat? We ate the regular nugs. Um, I'm trying to remember because it was like a week ago. So I posted these on Instagram and I will say I posted a picture of the nugs. We made them in the air fryer and I said, we ate nugs, ask me anything. And I got several people asking how they compare to other nuggets. Yeah. And so let's talk about 
that specifically. How did they stack up to like the Morning Star? Have you had the corn nuggets? They I have had be- the corn nuggets. Okay. These um, felt Guardian. How yeah. Did, yeah. Where would you like rank them? Maybe among those four: Nugs, Guardian, Morning uh, Star, Corn. I'd say Morning Star and Nugs are probably at the top. Okay. Corn next, Guardian bottom. Those okay. Guardian nuggets are not my favorite. Oh and yeah, it's those Guardian nuggets, not the Guardian chickenless tenders, because right. that's not a nugget. Right. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I would you, also you got alarmed. Well, yeah, because Guardian chickenless tenders are gold standard. So it's eh, for debatable. Me. Okay. So I would say Morningstar at the top, corn next, then Nugs, then the Guardian Nuggets. Corn's that high up there? No, it's wow, not. Wow, you didn't like it. Wow. <laughs> Holy cow. So Dave, now tell me your more detailed thoughts about them. I, guess. I thought the thing about Guardian chicken. I'm just going to say chicken. <laughs> the way the Guardian does chicken yeah. is very dense. The way that corn does chicken nuggets and chicken patties is very bready. The. What was the other one? Morningstar? Morningstar is very friday. Like there's a lot of. A thick layer of the breading. And like that layer is what carries all of the flavor. So that's where you get like BBQ or Buffalo or whatever. Like you're, that's the layer. The thick layer is giving you that, which is what it lives or dies by that. But I thought this was a good balance of the thickness of the breading, the type of the breading, and the airiness of the protein inside of it. Like it was a very, like a squishier nugget than Gardein, which is like, there's not a lot of room to, it's, it's toothsome. Yes. Yeah. And that was what I liked about it. I felt like, again, like I'm going to be a hypocrite and equate it to a non-vegan product. It's like the chicken McNuggets of it nuggets where it was like airy almost. Yeah. It did remind me of a McNugget, which I liked as yeah. a child. For me, these were too bready. Mm. I felt like the protein. Wow. Look, who you're talking to Cress King. Oh, Freddy, 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 Freddy. So for me, though, I felt like I wanted more of the chicken part. I felt like it was oh. a very thin little sliver huh. of the chicken part, and then mostly breading. For uh, and what I like about the Morning Star, it doesn't taste breading-y to me at all. For me, the Morning Star tastes like mostly the chewy, toothsome protein. With a thin, crispy coating, and then they use something like panko or like breadcrumbs to mm. give it like crunch, but it's not like a denseness to the breading. And that's mm. the kind of breading I like. I like the coating to not be too thick. Interesting. If See, that that's makes sense. Exactly... Like I like a little cornstarch yeah. and flour coating, like light, and then crunchy bits like panko or breadcrumbs or something. And that's what Morningstar does. That's if Gardein's nuggets had a coating that was more like their chickenless tenders. They'd be at the top of the list mm. for me, I think. Yeah. Guardian's but, coating is like their fishless filet coating on a chicken nugget. Yeah. It's too much. Which is the chicken McNugget coating. Yeah. So it should be a banger, but it's not. It's not. Those Guardian nuggets. We need to cut these in half and measure the crust depth <laughs> and the protein depth. We should, because it's all like an once it's in my mouth. Right. What does it taste like? Because I think of Morningstar 
Morning Star? Yeah. Morning Star Farms? Yeah. I was going to say Morningside, which is a neighborhood in Atlanta. I feel like they are like, if popcorn chicken was a nugget, that's what the nugget would be. Yeah. And popcorn chicken is all bread, little protein. I for See, for me, popcorn chicken can be what I like, which is that thin, crisp coating with chunky and uh, like a crunchy element to it, but not like a, it doesn't have to be like a thick, gloopy, gluey in your mouth breading. But it sounds like we're going for different things. Yeah, I think and so. And the differences in the nuggets are speaking to what each of us is going for rather than both of us trying to go for the same thing and having a different opinion on which is the better nugget to suit that agreed upon same thing. I think you're right. So I think if you're more of a chickenless tender person, then the nugs might not be your thing. And but I think if you like good nuggets, <laughs> then maybe the I was nugs in would be mode. You're a monster. <laughs> if you're a monster, then you like Maybe if you like bad food, then <laughs> take this set of recommendations. And then if you like a breadier nugget, then the nugs are for you. If you want like a more of a McNugget experience i just felt like the the nug was the best average of both worlds yeah best protein experience best breading experience but if you're a breadier person it's not gonna be for you if you're a proteiny person it might not be for you it's kind of middle of the road the kid loved them yeah we need to talk about his garbage palette it's, it's not related to nugs. It's just more. It's not that garbagey. He eats a salad. Yeah, I guess so. With yeah. vinegar as a dressing. Yeah, but that's just. I was the same way as a kid. I didn't like anything on my salad. I mean, as that's a kid. kids. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not dragging our child. Yeah, but I'm dragging is, childhood. It is wild to me though that I'll be like, "You want some ranch for that salad?" And he says, "No." Yeah. It's I can't. Meanwhile, mine is mostly. It's like a piece of lettuce in a pool of ranch. Yeah, you're like <laughs> you're like the South with the salad. Yeah. I live in the South. Yeah, I know. Embracing it. It's a very saucy land. I've lived in the land of sauce my whole life. Yeah, we talk about leaving. Mm-hmm. We just need to go somewhere where sauce is as smiled upon as as it is down here. Yeah. Maybe if we if we moved away. I you would think your palate less. would change? No, I do not. I do not. You're yelling at me now. <laughs> I love sauce. I love sauce all the time on everything. Yeah, yeah, you do. So nugs. What? Do, how many? Um, hold you on. You do it. Hold You're on. better. Yeah. yeah. On a uh, on a scale of bowl of chili, slice of chili pie, slice of shepherd's pie, bowl of mashed potatoes. Where would you put nugs? This is worst to best. Oh, somewhere between chili pie and uh, shep pie, like right in the middle there. Chili pie and a half. I would give them shep pie, but I would want to put them in that bowl of mashed potatoes. And I'd be like, that would be a good bowl. That's what I would eat rather than all of these things. But as ratings go, mm-hmm. it would be shepherd's pie. Ooh, we could do like a KFC bowl at home. Nugs, mashed potatoes, corn. Slaw on the side. Just a glass of gravy to drink. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. That's our episode. Yeah, we did it. That's the end. Thank you all for listening. 
If you're enjoying the show, take a second to rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us out, and we just love reading those five-star reviews. We might even read yours on the pod. You can also follow us at Talkin' Tofu on Twitter or at Talkin' Tofu Pod on Instagram. And I'm at Glue and Glitter on all social media. And I'm Line Leader on Twitter and Instagram. And we would love to hear from you. Do you have a suggestion for a food we should try? Thoughts about an episode? Just want to say hello? And I'm going to add something to this part. Do you have a question for us? Oh, yeah. I want some questions. We love answering questions. Yeah. We're here for you. Poorly, but still. Oh, yeah. We're bad at it, but we'll right. do it. We'll do it with gusto. I want I want questions. What's on your mind? It doesn't even have to be vegan food related. What's on your mind? What are you wrestling with today, this week, this month, this pandemic? Write to us. At TalkinTofuPod at gmail.com. That's talking without the G. Huh. Talkin' Tofu is a production of Caddington Inc. Our music is by Delicate Beats. Bye. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.